Whatever, do, do, yeah. Wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. I really like your your like painting, that marble painting back there. That's really cool. Oh, thanks. Uh, I should say that it is a, a custom piece, but it's from Ross. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it looks so, it, do you notice with all the Zooms, are you like, I look at everybody's backgrounds and I'm like, what's a good background or what's not a good background? hundred percent. I mean, I, I do podcasting as well. And I, everyone, every one of my guests has a significantly better background than mine. I started my podcast during the pandemic. So I started in a closet and I still record, uh, in a closet. So my, must be my really good. yeah, the sound's probably really good in that closet. I was noticing at work, like if you have like a, a map of the world behind you or bookshelves, that is the corporate flex. Yeah, <laughs> I need to work on that. <laughs> I need to look more intellectual. Um, I moved recently and in my last apartment, I had a wall behind me, but in this apartment, I don't, I, this is the only place I can be for my desk. And I'm now like, there's the whole apartment. I'm like, oh, I got to clean every day, which I don't normally. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? I have the same thoughts too. I'm like, okay, everything needs to look organized. And then I realized like, there's no saving what I have going on. Like, pe hopefully people just embrace the me that is behind me. It looks great. <laughs> Well, everybody, thank you for being back with us on Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. I uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you're liking and subscribing and doing all of that stuff. I could do a better job promoting. I just thought about that. But Instagram is one of my favorite places for Wings with Friends. So go out there and follow us. Give us a like, a comment, and a share. And we just really appreciate it. Do you want a sticker? Do you want a magnet? Just email me. I'll send it to you. I know I'm supposed to make you do stuff for it, but I'm, you know, I need an assistant for that. Um, but you guys, I am so glad to be back with a very special guest. I'm going to let her tell you all about her in just a second. Please welcome Amanda Ogden. Woo! Oh, there's no so <laughs> I'm clapping for myself. But who's going to do it? <laughs> I will say I should have said this first. My last name's actually Ogan. Ogden is the most common mispronunciation of my last name. Normally, I would actually yell at you, but you seem very lovely. So, oh my gosh, I'm mortified because no, I honestly like, I, I saw it coming. Yeah, because I you don't look at the whole name; you just see O and you see an N. And you're like, it must be Ogden. It's much like my actual life. There's no D. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I'll redo it, but. I think this is a learning moment and I, it shows what a great gal you are. Amanda Ogan, tell us a Thanks. little bit about you. Who are you? What makes you so special? Amazing. So hi everybody. This is so exciting. I am honestly so pumped to be here. Uh, so me, I am a Jersey girl who lives in her dream city of Los Angeles. Uh, so I will say that's what I think makes me interesting is I actually accomplished my childhood dream of living near the Hollywood sign, among the palm trees, working in television. Uh, and for work, I work as a casting producer, mainly in reality television. Super, super fun. I'm working on a really big dating show right now that I'm obsessed with. And, uh, and then I also have my own podcast as well, which if you love me to touch on it, happy to, but it is called How Did I Get This Far? And it's all about basic life skills we never learned. Oh my gosh. 
So perfect. I love the title and I want to tune in right now. Because um, I often ask myself too, how did I get this far? <laughs> there you go. That was the inspiration. <laughs> how exciting. And how long have you lived in Los Angeles? I moved here in the end of July, 2015. So I guess we're approaching six years. You're like a native now at this point, probably. Like how long before you're like, oh yeah, I'm from here. I think it depends who you ask. Um, people who've been here longer than me will say that I'm a baby here. And then other people who have never moved out of their home state would be like, wow, you've lived away for so long, especially because it was across the country, like truly the furthest away I could have been. So uh, I think it's a long time because there's so many events and moments and hangouts I've missed with my friends and family in Jersey. But, uh, but I've embraced it. I love it here. And honestly, the weather, you can't beat it. I do not miss Jersey weather. I grew up in San Diego and I've been in Arizona 15 years, which I kind of, I think because so I you started, got lucky with weather. Uh, yeah. Or no, doesn't it get really hot? Actually, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's got its benefits. It's still probably better than like Midwest East coast. Like people love Arizona because of the winters here are great. Um, San Diego, obviously it's beautiful most of the year. I always found it was overcast a lot of the year. Um, but I do kind of say I'm from here now because it's been so long. Um, long. it's always weird. How do you, how you determine that? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How long has it been for you? 15 years. Oh, um, okay. I mean, come on. That's a while. <laughs> it is, but it's all been adulthood. Like, it's not like I went to school okay. here. Like the time has gone. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Um, but so you still have a significant amount of family back in Jersey. Yeah, almost my entire family is still in New Jersey. Of course, there's the the conversation all the time about if they would ever move out here, um, since I don't see myself living uh, leaving Los Angeles anytime soon. But uh, that also still seems a little bit like a pipe dream. So we'll see. My That would be amazing, though. If all my friends and family could just move to LA, that would be my dream life. What do they think of you all the way across the country? Oh, you know, what's it's so fun when I go home uh, because anyone who is like, not like a best friend of mine, but like an acquaintance, whenever we you know go to a bar the night before Thanksgiving or whatever, they're like, oh, you're the Cali girl. Like, oh, you're the girl that moved to Hollywood. And, you know, uh, as much as that, I mean, it gets old, it really doesn't because I'm like, that's me. Um, but no, my friends love it. They embrace it. I mean, of course, I, I miss out on like some get togethers with them, but they'll always do their best to catch me up and make me still feel loved. And one time even photoshopped me in a group pic. So it looked like oh. I was there. <laughs> that is, that's friendship right there. Like that, yeah. that means something. Well, it sounds like you've got the best of both worlds because New Jersey isn't just like, you know, nowhere. And it's so right. close to the city and all of that. So it's like, you've got some really good things going on on both coasts. So how exciting. Um, yeah. well, I wanna talk more in a little bit about your casting producer life, cause that is exciting. My friends and I seem to be so into reality TV these days, which I feel like I, back when it got big, I was into it and then I took a break and then we're kind of really back into it. But you, I understand are a huge chicken fan. And I almost think how weird, like, <laughs> so it sounds like you it's more than just the wing for you but you are a fan of wings also so let's start kind of broad where does this come from how are you such a chicken fan it is one of the things that you should know when you know me is my obsession with chicken it's very weird 
but my, all my best friends would know this. I actually, I texted my friends asking them, I was like, hey, I'm going to be on a podcast about my favorite food. Just reply in this group chat what that is so I can prove that like, this is part of my self. And my friends not only just said, it's chicken. They were like chicken parentheses, fried or grilled or, and they're like, um, well, Amanda, your name in my phone is saved as Amanda, chicken emoji, chicken wing emoji. And just like all these different examples that were above and beyond proving my point. Oh, you're not joking. <laughs> no, actually. And then I, um, we can kind of touch on this because I know you have a lot of comedian um, guests. And while I don't totally fit the criteria, I love comedy. And so I actually took two courses at UCB and cool. um my second show, my like graduation show, one of my friends who came to the show gifted me a pair of socks that on the bottom one reads, if you read this, and the other one says, give me chicken wings. <laughs> so I'm a big fan. I don't know if I can pinpoint specifically why. I think it's just absolutely delicious. I used to be a picky eater growing up. I'm sure that plays into my love of chicken because it was delicious ever since I was a child. My family and I would get like a bucket of fried chicken from this place that I don't think exists anymore called Chicken Holiday. That was like our go-to. We would get that and like fries. Um, and I think just like my favorite thing is just going to a pub, going to a bar, whether it's a game where I'm pretending I'm into it or whatever. If I'm having a beer and some chicken wings, I am in my happy place. So I just, I, that's gotta be it. Amanda, I think you just touched upon the whole essence of what I wanted this podcast to be or the like, yeah, the whole essence about because people ask me why wings and you know, why, because in a, in a way it's not about the wings. It's about the people that you're with when you're eating the wings. And for a lot of people, when you're eating wings, you're around your favorite people. You're doing your favorite thing. You're having the time. Oops, having the time of your life or it's a monumentous occasion and those were the stories especially early on that I wanted to capture of like why wings people also have and 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 you said it so perfectly like there's like family like childhood memories attached really to food in general but I feel like I love this story it's like hey this is what me and my family used to do so that is so perfect and it kind of just reminds me too of like why I started this podcast um I'm so glad we connected like this is making me so excited someone else is just as passionate about chicken like, let me ask you this I love it. can you cook chicken yes but on that probably was the first thing I learned how to cook yeah. I'm not like I only really cook if I'm like going to an event and I want to impress people or maybe I'm starting to see a guy and I want to like prove that I can cook but honestly I hate cooking for just myself so much um, th there's no love when I'm cooking for myself. There's only love if I'm cooking for other people. So uh, I would say, yes, I cook chicken um, and I'll leave it at that. I feel that, <laughs> you know, I, I have a strange relationship with chicken in terms of especially cooking it because I feel like it, it's so, for me, it's so hard to get right. Like there's this moment where oh, yeah. you don't do it right. And I remember a long time ago, I had a boyfriend once a long time ago. <laughs> oh, same here, girl. The best thing about him was he told me, I think he, it was him where I learned 350 for 45 minutes. And that kind of changed things like cooking a chicken breast in the oven. It was like, or, or breading cutlets, you know, it was like 350 for 45 yeah. minutes. That's and exactly I, what I did. Once I figured that out, I was like, okay, I can do more. I can do more. Um, 
lately I've been trying to do some instant pot things and I've been trying to like, oh, maybe have it frozen so I can meal prep or, or do things Ugh, for one at yeah. a time. Never comes out good. No. So I've kind of learned one of my go-tos now is just, just buy the rotisserie. It's always going to be good. <laughs> Wings are always going to be good okay. if somebody else made them. And gosh, I'm really loving chicken sandwiches from all the places right now. Like I've, I'm on that bandwagon. Chick-fil-A, um, or Popeye's. I'm just like, I want a chicken sandwich. You know, I am super weird when it comes to sandwiches. This is another thing you'll learn about me when you get to know me is that I don't like the, like a bun in my sandwich. Like I don't, when I eat a burger, I don't eat it with a bun that used to be really embarrassing. And now like, especially in LA, it's like, yeah, you've been in LA. (laughs) That's how you know you're from LA now. Uh, well, I'm telling you, this was before I wasn't trying to be cool or like be all gluten free or whatever. Um, which like shout out to anyone that has celiac. It's not about that. Obviously the people <laughs> that are like trying to prove something here, but, um, I, uh, I just never liked it. And so with chicken sandwiches, it's usually like a similar bun, but there's something like so good about a chicken sandwich. Again, I still end up, I'll try to eat the bun. And then at some point I realize like, I can't fit the societal norm of eating a bun so eventually I stop and just go to town on that chicken but like it always looks so good especially if there's like that slaw situation on it or like some pickles it's like the only time I like pickles but it is it can be magical yeah and they're and they've done a pretty good job of like they're perfectly cooked like Chick-fil-a politics aside it's so hard I'm like I want it <laughs> like they're you know it's going to be perfectly cooked and you got that flavor and the Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm just like, oh, um, I feel that though. That is, that is really interesting. I, it's funny. And it's so funny how people can bond over food. It's just yeah, universal. So as we narrow down to these chicken wings, you had some wings for this episode. Tell me about the wings you had, where are they from? And what'd you think about them? Yeah. So I was, I've been thinking about it ever since you reached out to, well, I think I reached out to you because I had, we had a mutual friend and he was like, oh, my friend has a chicken wing podcast. I'm like, get me in touch with her. Uh, <laughs> but, um, cause I was thinking about it because I don't really, I don't order chicken wings to, for delivery. Like I, it's like, I don't really get it to go. Like we were saying before, it's, it's kind of part of an atmosphere that I love to eat it. So I was like, okay, well, where do I even go? Cause it's not like I'm going to order takeout from a very like mom and pop bar. Like I'm not even sure where to order from. Uh, but then as I was scrolling through Uber Eats, I saw wings and things and I don't know what, cause I don't even know if I've eaten there before, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that's really good. And so I ordered from wings and things and I got plain wings. Cause that's my jam. I, my preference is a plain chicken wing with sauce on the side one because of the mess I just I'm not interested in the mess that comes with eating chicken wings as far as the sauce goes the mess otherwise is like amazing um but I I do like sauces as well but my go-to is plain chicken wings my other issue though and this is probably like the the delivery app issue but the picture showed it came with celery um there was no celery I was a little upset I, I wanted some celery I wanted to pretend I was eating a healthy meal so I ordered fries uh, to make up for it. <laughs> they were a little like overseasoned though, but we'll, we'll focus on that chicken. They were great. They were amazing, actually. They were really good. All righty. Okay, so I think this is time. I'm ready to hear your wing constitution. I feel like I kind of know it, but we're going to put it to the test, okay? Okay. I'm going to ask you some questions. 
And this is just like your ideal wing. Like, it's not like what you have to order every time, but just ideal how you like your wings. And then we will understand, you know, have you ever done one of those personality tests? Where yeah. You can eat? This is like that, but more accurate. And you can use this on your <laughs> profiles. You can use it on your resumes and then people really know who you are. Okay. I love this. Let's do so, it. Um, what is your wing constitution? Do you prefer a drummy or a flat? A flat, but I obviously love both. Do you dip in ranch or blue cheese? Both or nothing? Actually, neither. I told you I'm a plain girl. <laughs> I'm pretty boring. Do you eat the celery, carrots, both or neither? Both. Preference on the celery, but both should make me feel better about what I'm eating. Okay. And it's also not that bad. Yeah. Okay, so this one's interesting. I'm gonna have to give you the okay, dry rub or sauced, or I'm gonna I guess plain might be its own type because Ooh, am I adding to your to your quiz now? You are. Ooh, I mean, if you want me to pick, I can pick one of those, or we can go with plain, just, and I can. What's your, the future plain is your favorite? Plain is my favorite. Like just like a fried chicken wing, and that's it. Maybe sauce on the side if I want to experiment, but yeah. You know what's funny is growing up, my mom, she fries chicken. She would make wings. I never, up until like way later, did I have sauces because she would just make like a fried wing. Like she would do fried chicken and I didn't know any different or, or whatever. But you know, then, I think it's the same for me. That actually makes sense. Because if we're circling it all back to like, you know, our surroundings, our upbringing with chicken, that's, it's the same. Yeah, because moms don't sit there and be like, oh, honey, let me make you this beautiful garlic butter sauce or lemon. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. But my, my mom- dad likes to experiment with like, mar- like marinating chicken and stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to wings, I guess we usually order them from somewhere. We don't necessarily, yeah. my dad doesn't make chicken wings very much. So yeah, I would say we usually just get it plain, maybe have some ketchup on the table. But I just yeah, it. unlocking some stuff here. Um, right. <laughs> so, what is your favorite method of being cooked? Fried, baked, grilled, or smoked? Okay, so like definitely all of them, but my favorite for sure is fried. And here is the question: How mm. many wings can you eat, Amanda Ogan? Oh, you remembered. I'm really impressed. Good job, Mary. Um, okay, how many could I eat? I mean, is this like, is this like a competition or is it just like right before I feel like I'm going to throw up? (laughs) Well, it's whatever it is to you. Like, what is your perfect number of like how many you can eat? Okay. Um, You know, you're hungry. Maybe nobody's watching. That's always (laughs) matters. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say 16. Respect. I could probably eat more, but I, I need to be wearing stretchy pants. Yeah. Okay, Amanda. So your wing constitution is FXV P16. That would be your constitution. Sounds like a good password. (laughs) Fantastic. That is fantastic. So now we know. Um, Sometimes we say, I mean, I really love the flats also. And sometimes it's like the only the only thought I've done with this, because I, I obviously I need to do more with this, but I love it. You should make it a BuzzFeed article. Yeah, yeah. When I'm people gonna, like me would love that. Yeah. Um, 
the, my right now the only like analysis i have is that like if you're a flat then you need to be with a drummy because that would be like a perfect relation oh. but like you know i'm i need to come up with some more you know nuances but that's the only one right now is like you you need a drummy to your flat i i am loving that you are putting like real life with these pairings. This is fantastic. I can't wait to see what the rest of them could be. Wait, what? name another one. Let's see if we can like brainstorm. Well, that's the thing is I feel, yeah. So like um, here, I can put it on my background. I don't know if I can, sh if it'll show very good, but um, excuse me. I have well, we know that I like won't have a partner because I, I added to your breakdown when it came to the plane wings. Yeah, so like, so, oh my god this is so cool you know if you had a guy who was like did not like the veggies that would be good that would be compatible because then you get to eat all the veggies but okay well I mean I'm not a health nut like by any means don't get me wrong but I want somebody that would also like vegetables and okay. fries like I, I would like both you know like he's that's not obsessed with eating well yeah, but that's not, a really like, good point. I'm not, I mean, I want to be a health nut, but I'm not. But I just like the veggies and I like them as a conduit to eating more blue cheese. That is just, ooh, this is like a tough one though. It's hard to really break this down in a way that's going to be accurate. So there's gonna have to be like part two to like some of these categories, you know, to really yeah, fine tune I, it. I think maybe with the, I think fried baked smoked or whatever, fried baked, grilled or smoked sometimes uh, to me what I've noticed is that's a regional preference so if you're in the south you um you know you have more exposure to smoked wings um in Memphis like there's a lot of smoked wings and then they also do their wings there quarter like they're still connected so yeah. like that's that affects how many you can eat you can almost like oh yeah. true there are different size wings as well right, right. okay so maybe it's not about compatibility maybe this is about determining where you're from that you're figuring out. Oh, and like what kind regionally, maybe who you want to be with or maybe what you, what you want. Like I think about stuff like that and I go, well, if I dated a guy who lived in, let's say Memphis, you know, where we would be traveling, where are we traveling for the holidays? Ooh, yeah. That's like the first thing I think of like, oh, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. So I, you don't have to do more research on that. <laughs> this is amazing. I love this. I, I'm going to brainstorm more and get back to you because I'm, I'm into this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being so into it. Um, this I told you, I love chicken. Yeah. This meme is um, on wings with friends. So if you out there want to figure out your wing constitution, maybe you have a job interview coming up, maybe you have a first date <laughs> coming up and you need to do your research, you can find that on Wings with Friends on Instagram. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Um, okay. So, Amanda, that's so much fun. You're so much fun. Thank you so much. I got to tell you, if people reach out to me to do this podcast, I'm kind of like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I have people just be so weird sometimes and I'm like, I don't know. So you're pleasant. I'm pleasantly surprised. Thank you so much. Oh my god! Of course. What's I have to make be? I have to prove my worth for your podcast somehow because, like, I I I want to contribute as much chicken advice as I can. <laughs> you. You, know, you are perfect the way you are. You know, we trust you, and Thanks. that's great. But um, you know, what? I want to find out like what has been um, 
what's been your like your favorite things in Los Angeles? So you've been there for a while now and and even chicken related or not so chicken related, like <laughs> probably pre-pandemic, like what have been your favorite spots? What have been your favorite kind of things, things there that you enjoy? Sure. I can absolutely tell you. And yes, some of it is pre-pandemic. But as far as my favorite things to do, I always tell is this it's the same thing with the chicken. It's like if you know me, you know the answer to this question. My first suggestion is it's called Hamburger Mary's. It's not just in LA, but yeah. if you go to LA, go to West Hollywood, Hamburger Mary's is my favorite place to go. It is um, an LGBT um, positive bar and restaurant uh, that has events almost every night. And my absolute favorite that I always bring my visitors to, always force my friends here to go to is their charity drag queen bingo, where I also get uh, mac and cheese balls and chicken wings or yeah, chicken wings, chicken, uh, chick, chick, whoa, chicken tenders. I just get so like flustered talking about chicken. Uh, <laughs> and uh, some other bites. And um, and then you get your bingo sheets and it's 20 bucks and all this money goes to whatever the charity is that was partnered with for this event. And they have all these donations that are going to be the prizes. And so as you play bingo, there is a drag queen that runs it and calls out the numbers and says dirty things. It's so funny. And if you get bingo and you were accurate, you got it right, you have to run around the restaurant and everyone crumples their losing bingo sheets and chucks them at you. Oh, and then you get your prize. And then if you say bingo, but it turns out you, mu- you must have misheard, like you didn't actually have bingo, then the drag queen makes you bend over and spanks you with a leather strap. So it's just a hoot. It's so fun. And you can get drinks, like a lot, a lot. It's so fun. So it's like your go-to place for when people come from out of town, you want to show them a good time because you know it's going to be fun. And that includes parents. I've brought my dad, I've brought my mom, my sister, any friends that visit. It is, everyone enjoys it. It is so fun. It's so funny. I've won a bunch of times. My mom's even won. So it's, it's really, really fun. Oh my gosh. That's my go-to. I've been to Hamburger Mary's in San Diego, but I remember one of the first, I was just thinking about, this is so funny. It was last week I was in San Diego and we were driving down, um, I think it was El Cajon Boulevard, but we drove by Lips, which is a really famous drag queen bar. And I was like, that's the same, wait, it's still there. It still looked the same. And I was like telling my friend that I was with, I was like, that's like the first place I like, like one of the first places I went out to when I turned 21. It was like, <laughs> it was like the, cause we didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do. Like I'm 21. Like how, how do I drive? Right. <laughs> like I don't I didn't know you know I figured it out um but, uh, but yeah so I we used to love um uh, drag queen bingo um and it would be scary like don't you know don't lie or don't make a mistake if they're gonna make fun of you like that's always the fear well somebody's gotta get spanked in the course of the of the night though so they'll they'll find an excuse for somebody to to need it but, and they'll do birthdays too. And then you get like a free night of bingo and they'll just, they'll do a quick spank along the line of people's who, people whose birthdays are coming up. Yeah. Uh, again, this is unfortunately all pre-pandemic. Nobody is getting their booty slapped uh, right now, uh, but hopefully one day they will again. So I think like being a casting producer sounds really cool. It sounds so LA, it sounds <laughs> so Hollywood. 
Is it? Transition. What? <laughs> I said the transition. Talk about booty slapping. Now let's talk about my professional career. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was all in this LA, you know, the bubble of that. Yeah. You know, like it does to me sound like really cool. It sounds so LA. Like, is it as glamorous as I think it is? Or like, tell us about that. You know, okay. So again, I am a girl from the suburbs of Jersey who dreamed of being among the palm trees and the stars and the level. And my personal experience, and I'm, again, I'm still in that fangirl phase, even though I've been working in casting for several years. Um, I'm not somebody that pretends that I'm like cool now or like above this or everything's like meh to me. I think everything is still super, super cool. Um, So to me, it is kind of still very glamorous. I think the biggest reason I still feel that way, even though of course, like some days are like boring, I guess you could say, is that my goal, even as a child, I joked, I don't want a job where I just just push papers around a desk all day, like my parents. And they, and they're not gonna be offended by this because I said this to them on camera when I was like seven. Um, And this job of course does have some desk work, 100%, most jobs do. But half the time I get to go to set, I get to be with the people who, you know, I brought through the process of potentially being on a show and going through that journey with them and getting to see them shine, whether it's a game show or whatever show it might be. And it's amazing. I remember I did a game show uh, not that long ago. And anytime I check in with my contestants, like between a, a break, they're like, your job is so cool. Do you love your job? And I was like, this is my office right now. I love my job. So I, I certainly love it. And I, I would say it's glamorous. Yeah, that is so exciting. It sounds like you're just, you're not jaded yet, you know, and that's really right. interesting. <laughs> and we'll see. Give me a couple more years and maybe I'll totally change. Well, my you know, you hope you never do. And I think that's refreshing. And like, people are very like drawn to that. So, you know, they want to work with people who are happy to be there and it's still yeah. exciting, you know, uh, I think it's a really good trait to have. Um, that that's is fun. I, I love that too. Cause I often think to myself, Mary, why didn't you, you know, take a different route? If you were like, I kind of did this long way getting into comedy and I'll say entertainment, I guess. And I feel like, oh man, I should have done this or started this other path. I just didn't, I didn't know what the path was, you know, like I didn't do enough maybe when I was still in school to go, well, what do I want to do? And what's the best way to get there? I feel yeah, like there's, there's so much pressure to figure out what you want to do as soon as possible. And I think that's so stressful, um, but it makes your story. It makes your experience. And I think that can be super cool, but I'm curious, like now that you bring it up, I, you know, as a casting producer, I'm always curious of people's journeys. Like what was your, your kind of roundabout way of ending up in comedy. Oh my gosh. I forgot. I didn't even like do a whole intro, but well, like I push papers. At a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so I, sorry. No, it's fine. It, it, uh, it supports me. And, uh, um, no, let's see. I, after college, I moved to Arizona. I, I started working for a brokerage firm and I've been working there for 15 years and I kind of worked my way up and my day job is that I'm, I tra- I'm a corporate trainer. I train financial advisors. Um, which is totally fun and interesting. And I get to use my skills, you know, with people and relating and almost right. like on stage. And it's been, it's been a few, uh, I'm almost at six years doing stand up. I did improv first 
um, for a little while. But what prompted me to do that is that like my friends were all like getting married and having kids and I was really bored. I just wanted something of my own to pursue. <laughs> just when not I, kids. <laughs> huh? And then you wanted something of your own, just not kids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this comedy is my baby. That's where all my mm-hmm. money goes. It's where all my time goes. <laughs> but you don't mind it because you love it. So I imagine that's mm-hmm. what it's like being a parent. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I now know what it's like, you know, I know. That yeah, yeah, it's um, exactly the same. <laughs> so the other thing I was thinking about this too is when I was in high school, my parents just pushed me to like, just go, finish college, finish college, get a job. Like right, right. really there was just like the strive to like get to independent. And, and it's like, I worked for that for so long. And then once I kind of got there, I was like, well, what do I want to do? And that started me on the comedy journey. And, um, and I wish I would have started earlier, but you know, you are where you are. You start from where you're at. And I might not have, I might've had a harder learning curve if I started younger, you know, like maybe I had to get some experience uh, before, um, I did. I don't know. I just, that's where I'm at. I'm 42 and I'm doing stand up. you know? I would have never <laughs> guessed 42. I'm OMG. So Girl, you look so much younger. Thank you. Thank so you. So you can, you can say you started comedy when you were five. If you want. <laughs> well, um, and so, yeah, you know, like anything, I think you just um, like do it get feedback, get yeah. better, like opportunities come and every year has gotten a little better. So I'm just going to keep going forward as long as I can. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you did do it, whatever age it is, like uh, people are happy to listen to a comedian of any age. I don't think I've ever looked at, at a comedian and thought, I don't want to listen to them because they look older. Like there, there's so many variety. I mean, I may be wrong, but there's so, there's so much variety of comedians that, anyone is welcome on that stage in my opinion um but the fact that you actually did it because I think stand-up comedy is truly the scariest form of comedy in my opinion because there is nothing else to blame but what you say your perspective and how you relay it so if it's if it's improv you can easily blame it like oh this person my partner sucked or oh well it was quick thinking um with a sitcom oh somebody else wrote these lines or the actor didn't portray it well but with stand-up, like, it's all you. So the fact that you do it whenever you chose to do it is so impressive and you should be proud no matter what. Thank you. Amanda, you're so wise. Do you, <laughs> you are. You, do you think you'll do stand-up at some point? So everything I just said is why I don't do it. <laughs> I feel like, you know what? I feel like from you, I feel like you're going to do it eventually. You are flirting with it. You are kind of getting close <laughs> to it. You're like comedy adjacent. You've done improv. That is a gateway comedy mm-hmm. stand up. I bet it's going to happen. Well, I, I would love to say that I've tried. Um, I actually, I went to um, Flappers Comedy Club and I won like a raffle uh, to go to like a, a workshop. And yeah. so I did that. And then we learned how to write a joke. And then we went on stage and performed it. So there was one time when I did oh, tell a joke on a comedy stage. But it was like a practice. So, That's and I great. also, I thank you. I appreciate it. But I will say when I went up on stage, you know, you get like all nervous, whatever. And as I'm getting onto the stage, just practicing that three sentences in my head over and over, we even learned how to grab the mic, where to put the stands. Like we went over all the details and I was ready. Like I was really nervous. I was ready. 
I grab the microphone, I grab the stand from the top half, and I pull off the top half of the mic from the bottom half of the mic, oh, the mic stand. And I was like, I guess I'll make this part of my joke. Like, I was so mad. So it's so scary. I don't know. Oh, that's perfect. That sounds exactly what happens. Like, yeah. Yeah. that is good. I think maybe what determines it is if, like, did you like it? Did you want to? Yeah. You were talking about those nerves. And I was like, oh, yeah, those nerves. Because that's, the, I think that's the dragon I chase where I'm like, you know, like, it's scary, but I got, I really want to do it, you know? And uh, mm. did you like it? Or were you just like, nope, not for me? No, I liked it. I mean, again, like the, the, the nerves were probably at its like highest to me, even though I knew the stakes were pretty low. I was still so nervous because of, of you know, what I build in my head of the, the fear of this is all you like this, this is a thought you had, you wrote it down, you thought it was funny, and you're gonna say it to a room of people with these lights on you. So it's just I think I put too much pressure on myself. But I do have a book where I like write my joke ideas. I just have never actually shared them out loud. Well, that is good. Keep writing that because that's going to serve you at some point, whether you're trying to write jokes or maybe you're trying to write something else. And it's like, boom, it's all there. The jokes that I still tell today, some of them were in my very first set and they were jokes that brought me to stand up. Like they were a couple of concepts that I just thought were so funny and like, I got to do stand up because this is so funny. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah. And like, I still do them, you know? And I just, awesome. yeah, it, it was helpful. And I always think about what I was doing leading up to doing stand up, and I was watching a lot of stand up, and I was going, Oh, like I'd see like really cool female comedians that I love. And I'd be like, I thought I had, I thought I had that thought or I thought about that. I didn't write a joke or perform it, but I was like, I had, I was thinking that. And that told me at least it validated me. I was like, you know what? You're on the same like thought pattern. Just go write it and write it before somebody else does. Because I kept, kept seeing stuff I thought about, which I don't know if that's dumb to say out loud, but like, I was like, okay, I need to do this. That's all I knew is I need to do this. So um, Ooh, I love that, that calling, yeah, that feeling and you just followed it. I love that. Yeah. And then that's also why if you have a room full of comedians, it gets really annoying because everybody's like, I want the attention. I want oh. to stage. And it's like, oh, so it's definitely yeah. fun when you're the only one in the crowd. <laughs> I'm definitely known as the attention lover in my friend group. I, well, my friends put it more nicely and they'll say that I'm like the hype woman or the, um, the party enthusiast of the group. I actually had that as a side job before the pandemic. I was a a hype woman at, for bar mitzvahs. That's Tiffany so like, Haddish. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's same thing as Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was like great free exercise. It paid pretty well because all I did was have fun uh, and get free food from the banquet hall or whatever it was. <laughs> so that was great. That is a bummer uh, that the pandemic kind of ended that. But, um, you know, one day it'll come back. Maybe I'll get my Tiffany Haddish back on but um yeah so I carry that energy which I think you kind of caught on to but like in my friend circle as well and they, we all have our place in our friend friend group that I'm like the loud one and uh, actually my uh, my friend Danielle would always joke because I asked her I think I was applying for myself for like a dating show years back and it asked like well, how would your friends describe you and I was like hey Danielle how would you describe me and she's like loud and loyal and I was like 
like a dog? And then she was like, yeah. Remember when we went to the beach and you wanted to play Frisbee? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess I am like a dog. <laughs> Bad thing to be that person who's the high person. You're the hype woman. You have the energy. You're the party. Like what a great, you can go anywhere and you're going to make friends. People are going to like you and you're going to have a good time. That's when is that a bad thing? Right. Thank you. Right? That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, like, not you need to, but like, you know, <laughs> take inventory in those strengths because they're going to serve you well. Um, yeah. Well, it helps in my job too. I mean, like in casting, especially in reality casting, I kind of always have my eye on like seeking personalities or looks and everything and just kind of always having my eye like ready to, to talk to anybody. I have no shame in going up to someone and just introducing myself. Worst case, they think I'm weird and we'll never see each other again. And best case, we have a connection of some kind. So Yeah. Um, I'm still fascinated about this. What, um, can you tell us what shows that you cast for? Are you like, sure. um, yeah, so um, I did, the last thing I did was I did a bunch of game show network shows. Uh, so I, I personally love game shows. Uh, so I did uh, Chain Reaction, which just rebooted recently. Uh, Get a Clue, which is a fun wordplay game. America Says, which is also a wordplay game. Uh, and I did an ABC game show that was called Child Support, which is the worst title for a game show, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not about what you think it is. It's kind of more of like a, are you smarter than a fifth grader vibe where it's like kids are supporting the contestant trying to yeah. win money. Um, and I also did a Facebook watch game show as well called Outside Your Bubble, um, which was kind of a this versus that, so like a cat people versus dog people or um, millennial versus boomer or whatever. Um, so I've done a lot of game shows as a, as an audience coordinator, which was a previous job of mine. I would coordinate the audience for a lot of shows, um, did a whole variety of reality shows, um, Big Brother, America's Got Talent, um, award shows, sitcoms, pretty much like any show that had an audience in some way. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I did a show for CBS All Access that was super cool because I got to travel a lot called, um, the Thomas John Experience. And so it was basically, we had people go into a car that we were, uh, they thought that they were just getting a ride. And then it turned out that the driver was actually um, a psychic medium. And if he had a connection, he would offer to share it with them. Oh my gosh, those are so good. Uh, that, I mean, tears. You yeah. can just watch the trailer alone and you'll like your heart will race. Uh, and a bunch of other ones I could go on, but it, it's all been so much fun. I love it. It's so fun. First of all, I love how a lot of game shows are getting reboots from what we loved, like in the eighties. Um, and do you have one like that's your favorite? I always like the pyramid, the $10,000 pyramid oh, yeah. was one of my favorites. And I feel like they've done that a couple of times, like redone it and stuff. Yeah. Um, but also it, it, again, it makes me think of like family time sitting around the, the, the TV after yeah. like seven to Full eight. circle here again. Yeah, it does. It comes, we're such a product of that, but, um, um, <laughs> I love it. You, you, when you talk, it makes me think about how, and this is what I wish I had figured out when I was younger, but like, it's a business, like Hollywood is a business stay with me. You're like, duh, Mary, of course it is. But no, go ahead. I wasn't thinking. You know, we only see, we might just see like the star, the host, the winner, the, the love interest, 
but there is an iceberg worth of stuff under the surface that yeah. makes that happen. And, and when I say, I wish I had gone another route, it's like, I started at the bottom of a brokerage firm and worked my way up. Why didn't I try to start maybe something I was like passionate about, you know, and start with PA work or whatever. And you know what I mean? Learn the business. And then from there, I believe that's how it, some of it works, right? Like you, Oh, I want to do this. I'm going to go, you know, and, and you, you build relationships and you network. And then next year you could be, you know, whatever you want to be doing. Am I off on that? Or do I sound dumb saying all that? That it's like an iceberg that you have no idea everything else. I guess there's a couple, or just the up- Say I guess there's a couple things I was saying there. Yeah. Yes. There's so much behind the scenes and so many jobs that it takes to make it work. And then- that is correct. Yes. <laughs> there are, there could be like 200 people in a crew of a show where you only see five people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then your second part about like the, the moving upwards in a career, the one yeah. you want versus the one that you do. Yeah. Like what to do there. I mean, in my experience, so I either wanted to be a teacher or work in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went to college, I had to make a decision. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll go with the quote unquote easier, more like seemingly reachable goal of being a teacher. And I had to pick a major, which had to be a subject, not just a, you know a major of teaching. And there wasn't one subject that I loved enough to make my sole focus for the next four years. So I was like, I guess I'll just do psychology and figure it out later. And Psych 101 was easy, got to the next course, which was statistics and psychology, which we had to edit the textbook first, which was weird. And then our tests were gonna be on Sundays. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) If I'm going to work my butt off for a degree, I'm gonna do it in what I dream of doing. So I changed my major. I started looking for internships in this career. And I was like, I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna make it happen. So. I ended up choosing that, but I, it was a risk. And I, I will say I was in a comfortable place to make that choice, but, um, but it's a scary one. It's, it's kind of the same as the stand-up thing. It's like to actually step up on that stage, it can be a thought forever, but it's really hard to actually like take action and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like the rest, you know, yeah, I, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like it's like kind of a universal like thing, um, or relate to it universally. Um, I was, I remember as a kid, I said I wanted to be a teacher, but I really wanted to be in entertainment. Like teacher was my outward answer. I was too, not embarrassed, but I just didn't want anybody to say anything back to me. If I said, I want to be, when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be a good judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want people to be like, being a teacher is kind of, I mean, you are performing. It's just to a bunch of children. <laughs> yeah. Man. Okay. See, now I'm, I'm like pedaling backwards. I'm like, I should have done that. <laughs> I'm like now, like, especially with like TikTok and stuff, like teachers are going viral nowadays. They are becoming performers. So. Yeah, and then they're quitting teaching because they're like, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe they're making me do this virtually. Um, oh, really cool. Amanda, it's been so fun talking to you. Tell me, what do you want? What do you want in the next one to three years? <laughs> Like if this was a vision board, what's on your vision board? What would you like to happen? Because it will happen. Oh, thanks. Uh, well, more chicken wings would be great. 
Uh, some chocolate cupcakes too, if I'm gonna just throw that out there. Um, the ability to do the things that I thoroughly enjoy. So if we can just get Hamburger Mary's back fully up and running, that would be great. If I could see my friends, if I could travel. Um, and if I could work among my coworkers again, I mean, I love the convenience of working from home, but I, I really miss collaborating with people around me. Um, but those, I guess, are kind of the like basics of things I would love as far as beyond that. Um, ooh, I, I guess I need to like do a vision board. I keep telling myself I will, and I haven't done one yet of like bigger dreams and aspirations. I think I'm, I'm enjoying where I am at this moment in my career. I want to continue growing in it. My podcast is super fun. And I hope, you know, to grow with that, build a, an established website, create more of a community, have a little bit more of a team. I have a couple people that offer to help here and there, but just to take some of the load off, because I'm sure you can relate. It is so much work to run a podcast um so to have that grow in a way that that can be not just a side hobby but maybe a little bit of a side hustle that would be cool and um yeah and just keep embracing opportunities to meet new awesome people yeah that is so great amanda thank you so much where can people follow you thanks uh so my instagram is amanda ogen um so that's o-g-e-n like neutrogena uh, or seth rogan <laughs> that's usually what I, I go to now. I say Seth Rogen without the R. That's how I usually correct yeah. people. <laughs> uh, so Amanda Rogan's my Instagram. Um, if you want to check out the podcast too, it's how did I get this far pod on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, my DMs are open if you want to be my friend. Nice. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me, Amanda. Um, you guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this to be as a delightful and inspiring and just motivational talk uh, because I'm going to like go work on my goals and kind of get hustling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye-bye.